Blog Talk Radio.
such insight and and really shed light on things um, going on in our world right now. And you know, maybe maybe that's a good place to start because I know that many of us, Sonia, not only are we experiencing just unusual, let's just call them unusual things in the macrocosm of our world, I am finding so many of us, people that I work with, and, you know, I'm doing this too, we're all, we're in the midst of transition and change and often, you know, positive things, but just many of us, I feel, are working with a lot of things, and it seems to be happening in our world too. How does that apply, Sonia, to this time of the equinox, and and what is going on? Well, there is a lot going on, but I view yes. <laughs> I view this yes. fall equinox as you know the cosmos creating this uh-huh. wonderful opportunity for everybody to flush the toilet. There it goes whoosh, down the chute, and it's uh-huh. gone. We we we're we're transitioning. We're moving into an incredible experience if you choose to allow that experience in or you resist it it's probably going to be very unpleasant but this whole fall equinox is about making that transition from the summer from gathering the crops growing them gathering them now we've harvested them and we're moving into sort of a an end of of what we have reaped and sowed. So it's kind of a death process in its own way. Yeah. And we and we are transitioning in so many ways in this fifth dimension that we exist in now that that's what I meant by, you know, this is like a big flush of the toilet. Here we go. We're yeah. just it's a big cleanse, fall equinox, boom, everything's gone and now we start anew. So yeah. yes, the, yeah. and and every I can hear you listeners. <laughs> Everything <laughs> everybody has on their mind what uh-huh. is going to happen with this yes. election and what is yep. happening with our country. And yep. you know, I walk very carefully in the land of politics. Um uh-huh. I believe that my position as a spiritual teacher is to listen to both sides to hear how everyone feels, but not necessarily air some opinion that I might have, but rather offer where is it that we can all benefit, help, contribute, and sit in a place of observation that will perhaps bring about the best outcome for for all of us. And and my, my explanation of this with politics is, I have explained on many of your shows and on many other shows that dualism, what we experience yeah. as our outer experience in the world, this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong, this is beauty, this is ugly, this is this, this is that. All of this opposition dualism that we experience is literally splitting apart. And what that means is as we raise in vibration and frequency, we will no longer need that measuring system that is outside of ourselves because it actually exists automatically, innately within our soul body. So as we get into higher frequencies and we no longer need to be measuring in these ways, 
it's 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 not going to be it will not be a part of our consciousness and reality down the road now we've just started off in this fifth dimension so you know you have to really put your long-term futuristic glasses on and and recognize that this isn't going to happen overnight but you know the great wall of china wasn't built overnight either i mean it takes time and we are literally watching this split apart and we're seeing two very diverse people run for president and all i can say to the to the listeners is sit in observation notice where you feel resistance towards one side or the other or somebody said this or they did that and really keep yourself centered and 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 in your heart because i feel that the more that we are trying to go within and find a place of inner peace and stay in that inner peace we will have a much better outcome for what we need and what is really supposed to be happening for all of us here on earth um, yes. If we if we step yes. outside of that, meaning our energy leaves our body and is engaging in one side or the other, he's right, she's wrong, she's right, he's wrong. We're, we're like really mm-hmm. letting our energy go out and engage in that. What we're really doing is we're just creating more karma. Because I can guarantee to all of you listeners, we've been here before. <laughs> we've done this before. And we're doing it again. And this time I say... Let's let's take a different position. Let's observe. Let's recognize within ourselves where maybe in past lives we have fought the battle. We have stood up and given the war cry. You know, we've been there. Yeah. And we don't need to do it that way. That's that's why we're at this point in history right now is so that we can take that evolutionary step forward. Yeah, yeah. How much, Sonia, do you feel... Um, the the concept of of kind of surrender in a way surrendering not in a disempowering way but surrendering to the highest outcome and knowing that whatever happens is the highest outcome that that word surrender i don't know um how you feel about that word but sometimes i feel like what i'm observing and this happens in the personal microcosm too it's like You know, you look at a choice and maybe you go down a certain path and you think things are going a certain way. And maybe people will say this in the election, too, that it looked like things were going one way and then it kind of started to switch. And it's like, you know, at what point do you just say, hey, you know, universe, spirit, I know that the highest outcome and that can always, you know, you don't know that can be roundabout sometimes, you know, the Mm -hmm. highest outcome is surely coming here because I know you talked just a moment ago about high outcomes and it can be hard for us to get into that space of, of, like you said, releasing that resistance. How do we breathe our way into that? Because, because for the first time ever, we as a species are being confronted with a much bigger truth. You know, for years, and I remember this growing up, there was sort of this, you know, beautiful picture of what that meant to be president. It was, you know, the person was on a pedestal, yeah. and we all looked up to him, and we it was, you know, it was the authority of all authorities. Yeah. And we are having this crashing-to-earth reality 
of, oh, my God, these are just people, and they have problems, and they have issues. And, and, yeah. and I'm not a little kid anymore getting to, you know, somehow, you know, pick the right mommy and daddy. I mean, it's, uh-huh. it, it's, like, it's like all of humanity is having to come to terms with we're no longer being allowed to be children as we have been in past centuries where we could be the victim and we could say, oh, my God, you know, they came and raided our village and were victims and all these people died. Yeah, there, there's, you know, that's not happening anymore. We're really having to take responsibility for our energy and how we're participating as well as everybody else in the whole pool of what we're looking at. And for some people, they're not ready to take responsibility. For some people, they're kicking and scratching the whole way. No, no, no. This, if this happens, then we're all victims. And, you know, more power yeah. to you. But, but I can see this from a much different spiritual perspective. And the perspective that my guides are giving me is this is a big wake-up call. This is like humanity yeah. at four years old. We've all been four years old for some time now. And we're getting ready to turn five. <laughs> and we're going to yeah. put our big girl and boy pants on. And we're going to go to kindergarten. <laughs> it's going to be great. But it's, yeah. it's not, you know, this is not, uh, this is not an election, nor is it a time where really anyone can victimize. We're, we're really having to face the truth about a lot of things that we've created as a collective, including the atmosphere and the the um, the ways in which our government has operated. We we've yes. all contributed yeah. to that, even if it's just energetically and uh, you know through our thought forms. But that's where that's yeah. where I think people really need to kind of own some of this. Is that our thought forms are going out there daily, and I mean some of them are pretty pretty harsh. You know, we've yeah. completely let compassion slide off the palate here. And, you know, and having compassion for either side of what's right or wrong, good or bad. And I say let's all take a big dose of compassion and sprinkle it on our pizza and eat that, you know. We need to have more compassion. Yeah. Um, I, there's things that both, that both candidates face and have gone through and have experienced that I feel a great deal of compassion for. And that goes for all people in the world, not just them. But they're certainly highlighted in many fortunate and unfortunate ways right now. And I don't know about the listeners, but as far as I'm concerned, um, this particular election has been so ugly. For me, it just turns off ever wanting to run for, not that I would, but, you know, run for a political office. I feel bad for the young people in the world because we will need them in office. And this has not been a a great uh, teaching tool for them. Well, I think, you know, something I was pondering today and have been thinking about for a while, and I think more of us are, without, you know, jumping into any kind of victimhood or pointing fingers Mm -hmm. or anything, I think that... What this is doing as a highest outcome, and it's certainly doing for the children of the new earth who just aren't buying into um, some of the lower vibrational things, is the integrity of the entire process. 
is in the spotlight. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if the process that got us to this point um, was had gaping holes in 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 the you know being forthcoming fully or and this can be this can be all around there are just so many things that could be pointed out here mm-hmm. it seems like everything the light is just shed on it all mm-hmm. and it's not about blame it's not about victimhood it's about hey how do we take an empowered approach going forward a heart-based approach where things are finally in the open, and yeah, it becomes desirable to run for office again, and there mm-hmm, isn't mm-hmm. all this hidden stuff, the media, you know, hiding mm-hmm. things and doing what it's doing, you know, all the things, all the right. the garbage right. along the way we want to flush. <laughs> you know, when I well, think about exactly. flushing, flush. that's exactly. what I want to flush. <laughs> I love it. it. You know what? What we're facing, too, as a species that will uh, forever has changed our lives is everything is public. You know, the Internet has yeah. changed our lives. And what we didn't know about past presidents, and, you know, maybe some people think, oh, thank God we didn't know that. But, you know, there's a lot of things we don't know that are pretty um, interesting and not above board and not integritous that we have past presidents, uh, you know, having done and, Yet, because of the Internet, because of the high level of exposure that people have today, um, you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough road. And I I feel for both of them because I I feel that the the uh, campaigning process is way too long. I I, for me personally, I vote. It's a three month process and then we vote. It's just it's painful to watch. Yeah. Well, I think what I tend to refer to more is just the whole election process to start without even getting into the candidates. It's more mm-hmm. just we are purifying. I think that we we will purify mm-hmm. this process, that maybe we will make it sure. Maybe we'll make it, you know, more transparent. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll have somehow all of the, the stuff that's happened, I just have faith, is mm-hmm. going to result in a higher more appropriate way of governing ourselves as we are in this new earth or how I love to call it the new earth. You call Mm -hmm. it the fifth dimension. And actually I call it that too. I mean, we are in Mm -hmm. a higher dimensional, higher vibrational reality and surely we are creating a new, you know, that that we we will bring and it may take time, but we're doing it. And Susan, you brought something up that is really the core issue for people in this process in du- in dualism splitting apart and the core issue is faith having faith that the best thing even though we don't maybe understand it the best thing is going to happen here having faith that we are going to be okay having faith that we will not end up in a nuclear war having faith yeah. that all people will be treated equal having faith that we will stop shooting people as cops, you know, having faith. We, we have, that's what I think is really at hand here. And whatever that means for you listeners, you know, if you're Catholic, it means having faith, you know, through your religion. You know, if you're, if you're a earth-based Native American person, it's having faith through your practice. Whatever that is to people, it simply means finding what, what faith is for you like what do i really have faith in and how do i have faith and i believe 
what I teach and what I bring down to the core level in my meditation retreats is that it really comes back to a deep understanding of ourselves, our soul body, and it's an inside job. We have to go within and really do the work on the inner. And once we're able to get into that groove and recognize, oh, look, my pattern came up again. I need to do some processing and clear this. I need to get in there and root around and see where I have resistance. Then we're, then we're stepping out of that victim role. Then we're stepping more into a place of I'm, I'm owning this. I understand that yeah. I have a part in this just like everybody else. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So as we talk about owning our past, the higher past, what's happening right now at this time of year, um, you know, what about personal paths? You know, everyone out there who's dealing with um, workplace situations, relationships, um, listening to their 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 heart's guidance as to as they're as they're heading towards the end of this year and then into next year. Um, personally, Sonia, what what wisdom can we take from from those who have taught us over the centuries about this time of year, even more so? Well if you think about, you know, Native American people this time of year, many many of them tribally would pick up and move to a place where they would have their winter camp. Yeah, this would be yeah. the time that they would pack up from where they spent their summer and they planted their crops and whatnot and they would move now with their cash and everything, you know, their 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 food cash and they would move to a place where they would winter. And and you know, honestly, I think that a lot of people Indigenous and otherwise have been quite um, nomadic in that we have moved based on the seasons and what's happening, you know, with weather. We don't do that now. Now we stay put and we, you know, live in a home for 50-some years and that's where we stay. And the only thing we do in terms of moving around and changing direction is we change the furniture around. (laughs) So... So I think I think the wisdom that people might gain from this time of year is by recognizing that there is always change, that that beautiful, yeah. you know, squash that you grew in your garden that you picked and you're now chopping up and you're eating for dinner, that that plant is done and that it's going to die and go back into the earth and you're going to till the soil again and you're going to plant again. It's like these, this when we can understand that there is nothing that stays the same, everything will change and we can comfort the inner child in that process, letting that inner child know that he or she is safe and that you have this, you're the one who's navigating and making sure that the job is in place and the car runs and the rent is paid. When that's happening and and your child feels loved, valued, appreciated, and respected, then all these other things flow with ease. Because a lot of times when they're not flowing with ease, it's because the child is terrified. There's too much change happening. There's too much... You know, things are happening too fast and they can't assimilate it, which means 
the person experiencing it is not assimilating things. And and those people call me and say, well, I feel like I have brain fog or I'm having memory loss or something's happening uh-huh. to me that I'm not able to do my job right. And that's when I say, we need to go in and do some work with the child because it's actually the inner child that's having a hard time assimilating what's going on. Yeah. And sure enough, there'll be a time in their childhood that's discovered in the process that I do where there was some kind of learning process, two years old, learning how to, you know, move blocks and, you know, build things and, you know, all the stuff that a two-year-old does in motor skill, but that was, you know, there's some kind of a experience like, nope, I got in trouble every time I did that. I was told no. And I'm not making anybody's parents wrong, but that sequence of events it creates a big, big pattern loop. And so every time there's something new, something new to try, the person that I'm talking to is, is you know, is, is completely undone, having a really hard time. And, and, all, and what that means is then I go back and help them rebuild, repair, and clear some of this stuff. And I, and, yeah. and I would say for all of us in this fall equinox, you know, renew and clear out and, you know, start anew. Recognize you're moving towards winter. So as you harvest your crops and, you know, and go through sort of these mini deaths of fall, that you're really getting ready for winter and hibernation and, you know, kind of staying quiet and, and being in a whole different mode from now. How much, Sonia, when you're working with people with their their inner children, you know, it seems like this time of year evokes memories of new beginnings, going back to school, and that that as a child there are kind of different ways that we've approached that as children. We may have had some very challenging experiences. We were frightened. It was all new. Or the, the other type of experience is more expansive, you know, opening up, you know, going to a new school, a new a new level, a new middle school. You know, and and that excitement of of taking mm-hmm. it on, and and how mm-hmm. how I mean, those are two different types of experiences that can be very much embedded in our psyches, associated mm-hmm. with the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, your question was, how can well, we? Well, my question is, how how much. Does um, do you encounter that? How that impacts people? You know, when people were very young, maybe they started kindergarten at this time of year, and they were just really frightened. You know, and somehow mapping right. it to the time yep. of the year. How deep are those memories within? They're us? very deep. They're very very deep. And what what a lot of people, you know, until they get into the processing work, what they don't recognize is that the fall represents huge expectations people yes. will call me and say yes. what's going to happen and what's going to happen with this and what's going to happen with that and really even the questions that they're asking me i'll be legitimate and real and very much in this real time we're in now go way back to that child going oh, what's going to happen mom i'm going to second grade and i don't like the teacher and yes. then, you know and, and there's yes. all this expectation yes. and yes there's fear there's anxiety there's a lot of things that get associated with that early, early training that we had. And um, and a lot of it is, is fun. You know, I, I find the fall t- 
to be my favorite time of year, but I was also yeah. one of those one of those kids that was just, you know, crazy cakes about going to school and, yay, I'm going to school, you know. Um, it, it, I thought it was fun, but you know, for some people, I know it's not a it's not a pleasant memory, and it wasn't fun, and it was very difficult. And we can trace much of those patterns back, but I do find in in the work that I do, the majority of emotional wounds that set the stage are what happens from the time we're in the womb until about three years old. And after that, four, five, six, we start actually beginning the cycles that we will display throughout our lives. And so, you know, a child who's traumatized at 10, um, most of the time I can go back with a client and find a very similar energy, the feeling of the trauma when they were one, when they were six months, you know, real early on. When you're working with people, Sonia, and I'll I'll give an example that happened to me just just yesterday, mm-hmm. is there's the other side of this too. As you said, when you were young, you know, you were expansive. Well, I was I was walking as I do in nature, and the breeze came up. There's just nothing like the fall, the clarity of the breeze, that crisp breeze that comes and especially if it's a it's a sunny day although it wasn't really too sunny but you know I seem like I naturally kind of spread you know I was on I was kind of optimized I I naturally kind of spread out my arms like I was a child again you know that mm-hmm. expansive you know like we have wings kind of thing as I'm walking along and I laugh at myself because it'll happen very spontaneously and it's that child within that's the playful child the expansive Mm -hmm. child who feels you know you know who maybe is the one who plays with the leaves you know we were all kids Mm -hmm. and we love jumping in the piles of leaves Mm -hmm. and you know how do we bring that part you know instead of the the frightened part how do we open ourselves up for me it was simply walking you know being in nature being in communion with the earth immediately um, brought forth Mm -hmm. that that beautiful free soul that free spirit you know, even though I had oppressive things happen to me as a child too, but there was always that other side of of mm-hmm. opening up and, and feeling the joy. Right, right. When children, we are the closest to, you know, that's the 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 spirit realm where God, Creator, <clears throat> whatever yeah. you address that, we're the closest to that until we're about five or six years old, and then that door closes. So yeah. you, you you might notice with little kids, they say really unusual things. Um, certainly on television, we're watching a, just an enormous amount of talent come through at very young age with some of these kids. And, and, and this is the, the magic, you know, that we all carry, that inner child within us is is so much a part of, our soul body's energy. So to be able yes. to access that inner child and heal the child, <clears throat> you know, help them feel loved and valued and heard and respected. Um, because, you know, our parents aren't perfect. They're people, just like our yes. candidates running for president. You know, everybody's just people. And people have yes. issues and they've got emotional wounds and they've got karma and they have all this stuff that they're here on earth trying to work through 
and we can, as children, pedestalize and, you know, put our parents up, you know, because they are literally the closest thing to God that we know when we're born. And we keep them in that place until we're maybe, you know, three or four years old and it starts to change, and then five or six it changes again. But, you know, we we have this relationship to them. We pattern everything after them. All of our psychology comes from our parents. And, you know, yeah. good, bad, ugly, whatever, it's it's all a karmic thing anyways because we have karma with these people. That's why we come through them. And, yes, for you listeners who want me to say, and you don't have to come through those parents again, um, that's always possible if you do your work and you really get into what those emotional wounds are and heal them and heal your karma with them. Then you can move on to a different family, okay? There's a yeah. collective whew, out there. <laughs> oh, I get a you know, people who call me, yeah, who call me and say, I don't want to come through those people again. And, you know, and that's okay, but, but you know, it, it, we can't go about that statement with a lot of resistance because your resistance is what's going to keep you coming back and doing it again with those people. So, so as, we, as we unravel this whole thing with the child and this magical part of the child, that's why I feel it's so important that our number one relationship in life should be with that inner child. And when we're conscious, and we allow that child to come out and be playful and, you know, open her arms up and, you know, yeah, run exactly. through the leaves and, and you know, uh-huh. we're flying, we're feeling great. That's incredible. And that's a beautiful moment. But when we're standing in a grocery store line and we're really ticked off that it's not moving <laughs> fast enough and we stomp our foot and we slam our stuff down on the counter, that's, that's the child throwing a tantrum. And that's when we're unconscious and we are not recognizing that we are, in fact, adults and we need to be the ones driving the car and the child needs to be cared for and cared for properly and put in a car seat with a seatbelt on in the back, you know. And, and that's where a lot of people, the line gets blurred. They don't have a relationship with the inner child. They don't know what they're doing unconsciously and that child is the one that's throwing you know daily tantrums yes yes mm-hmm. you know we're we're definitely generating an interesting energy tonight sonia mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're attracting callers tonight there are callers sitting who've been patiently waiting on the line who want to talk to us oh my goodness so i'm going to bring a caller in if that if that sounds sure um, it sure. seems like they are they are um, callers. Thank you for 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 waiting out there. I'm going to bring a few of you on now, um, and thank you for calling. And so, um, the caller at area code three six zero, who's been patiently waiting out there, I'm about to bring you on the line to share, so that you can ask your question of, of Sonia. Hello, Hi, at area Sonia. code three. Hello, can you say, um, what is your first name? Hi, it's Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Do you Hi, have a question a, for Sonia? Yeah. I've had a reading with you before, Sonia, and so I know how talented you are. Um, and I wanted to ask you, I have injured my back, and it's to the point where I cannot go back to my old job. Mm-hmm. 
and I've got to reinvent myself now at age 48. And I just want to, I need to know that there's going to be money coming in to support me in some way, shape, or form as I try and reinvent myself. Mm-hmm. Hi, Carrie. Nice Hi. to hear from you. Um, you what What I'm getting about this is that uh, some of what you're dealing with, of course, it is physical now. It's in the physical body. But some of this and what you're dealing with is um, a very old piece of karma that you're working through, and you are consciously working through this. Um, I, I would I would almost suggest when you're lying down and you're really, really in that meditative state to surrender to what's happening in the back. This is that piece, Susan, you were talking about earlier. Surrender to it. Go into that place where you're injured and really allow yourself to 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 become it. I am this pain. I am this injury in my back. Because the more that you allow it to be, you're not resisting it. You're allowing it. The more it will dissolve. And you will help dissolve that karmic piece that you're working through right now. Okay? Um, as far as what I see, yes, I think that there will be some finances that come through for you and help you make this transition. But part of that piece and those finances coming through has to do with your ability to surrender and not somehow feel like you have to be in control of this. Ah, yes, okay. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. yeah. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling. And since we are getting um, some interesting energy tonight, I'm so glad to get the participation of those of you out there. And, and in fact, I didn't even put out the number or anything because normally we just chat, and I'm so happy. And so I just opened a chat, those of you listening. Um, I didn't open the chat right at first because sometimes, sometimes it, it, it creates – kind of a divergent energy, but I went ahead and, and opened a chat just so that if those of you who want to rejoin the chat may feel free to do so, just the online chat if you want to talk with each other. Um, and I'll keep an eye on it as well. Um, I'm going to bring another caller on the line here who's been quite patient at area code 780. I believe this is Jay. Um, hello. Um, is this Jay on the line? Yes, it is. Thanks, Susan. For do you have a call. question? Yes. Do you have a question tonight, Jay? Yes, Sonia. I just uh, you know, looking at your website too and things like that. I just wondered. Um, it's very nice to talk to you too. And my question is is regarding to, you know, just what's happening in the world right now um, in terms of like the energies. For me, I'm feeling like kind of lucky right now, and mm-hmm. just wondered. I don't know. It could be the moon cycles and things like that. So uh, the Climate clients they've been talking to, uh, are they probably going through the same thing that I'm going through? And what do you recommend for people like myself who are sensitive to energies to do mm-hmm. what what they what they should do to, I don't know, go with the flow well, or just you know just just curious. Right. Let's take a trip to the moon and come back. <laughs> yeah. You know. Jay, what I what I really recommend to people is to is to ground your energy and you know one of the big things that I teach at all my meditation retreats is my grounding meditation. I, you know, I have it on my website in an MP3 download or a 
a CD you can get. But it is it is really, really imperative to me that we learn to ground our energy deep into the earth and to connect with earth energy coming back up into our bodies because that's why we're here. We're you know, we're here to have this earth experience. And it's so funny because as we evolve and we keep moving ahead in the future, we keep getting further and further away from earth. And so as we're trying to assimilate all of these, you know, complete and total changes that happen, you know, where where we go through a complete you know, transformational portal and find ourselves on the other side going, oh, my God, what just happened? Did you feel that? And then we get hit by solar flares, and then we get cosmic rays, and, they, <laughs> and we're, going, we're passing through this photon belt right now. It's crazy, and, it, and it's a lot, especially for somebody like you who's as sensitive as you are. So my recommendation is that you ground, you ground your energy, spend time on the earth, go sit out in, uh, on the ground, get a couple of rocks, put them, you know, under your bed. Um, You know what I'm saying? Really spend time grounding your energy because when you're not grounded and you're allowing your energy to go out, as I talked earlier, into other things, other vibrations, other feelings, that's when we start to feel like, you know, we're going to lift right off the planet. And it's scary. It's a scary feeling. Mm. Okay. Um. What, what, what you, you talk about grounding meditations and things like that. Um, I just wondered, could you use any? Do you recommend any, any crystals or anything like that to ground with too? Um, you, no, I don't really recommend just, crystals in that way. What I recommend is, you know, good old fashioned. Close your eyes, sit down, and and ground yourself. And something really quick that you can do, like if you're on the fly and you need to just like ground is just see yourself growing roots off of your body like you're a big tree and let those roots go deep into the earth, and that will ground you very quickly. Um, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a real huge fan of, you know, burning cedar, not sage, burning cedar okay. to, to yeah. clear the energy, to clear you, to clear the house, um, and, and, and getting grounded. Um, a lot of times, you know, physical movement like exercise, yoga, um, you know, playing basketball, whatever is your thing, will also be very grounding. And in this time that we're in where the energy is very high and we keep shifting into different energy kind of brackets, if you will, you know, sometimes that's all that keeps me in my body is, you know, going and taking a yoga class or getting on the treadmill and running. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, um, Thanks for your thank call. You. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I was wondering so if I could ask another question. For, is there? Can I ask another question? Is that okay? Oh sure. Uh, sure. Sure. You can. We. You can. Oh, sorry about that. Um, my question is that um, I just get this feeling that the next twenty, thirty years is going to be really interesting for humanity in some sort of way. I think it's going to be, you know, kind of like tougher to live on us. Sort of, I just wondered what your thoughts about that is because. It just, uh, I never, that's what I'm feeling right now, is you got to get prepared now for the future in some sort of way that something may happen, and you got to be really, all aspects of ourselves got to be really there, not not three or three of the four, or just two of the four. So mm-hmm. I just wonder what your thoughts about that is. Well, I feel that um, we're all pushing really fast, and, and people are pushing, um, you know, to have a higher sense of spiritual awareness 
to gain some kind of spiritual awareness, to be on some kind of spiritual path, because we're literally coming to the end of a phase of humanity. And I hope, Jay, that you get my new book, Spirit Traveler, and read it, because it will explain a lot of what I'm saying right now. This is this is something that we have gone through various phases of humanity through, throughout the history of the earth, and we are all feeling that. We're coming to the end of a phase. A new phase will begin. A lot of the kids that are being born are star seeds because they're here to usher in a new phase of humanity, just like we did back in Atlantis and Lemuria. And so with that being said, we, we really have to learn because we're so external and we're so visual and we're just constantly distracted by our outer world we have to learn to go back within and do whatever work that needs to be done to complete this phase within ourselves, our own process, clearing our karma, you know, really, really understanding who we are as spiritual beings. And, 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 and quite frankly, as a species, we should have been doing this all along, you know, <laughs> for the past centuries. But we, we're, we're living in this world where... You know, people wore cotton candy for hair, and they, 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 you know, they rode around in chariots. I mean, how distracting is that? Like, you know, look at that wig that person's wearing. I, I can't go in and do a meditation. That's a spectacular wig. We have all of these external, you know, influences that have pulled us out of our inner process and taken us way out there. You know, way, way, way out there in religion in in politics in everything through all the centuries we've been way out of our center okay so get my book thanks for calling yes definitely you're thanks, welcome Jay, so much thanks for calling you're welcome both of you. and thank you thank you callers we're just taking a couple tonight since this is a, a shorter not art they're getting used to my longer format calling shows which are cool but tonight we've only got you for a little while and now that we've started launching into talking about your new book, Spirit Traveler, I thought we'd take just a few more minutes to to talk about that book that's mm-hmm. coming out soon. And I hope to have you on again right after it's out or soon because I know we'll have much more to explore, um, certainly a whole hour's worth of material, I have no doubt, um, and I'm excited about this book. Um, tell us a little bit more, Sonia, about your travels, your travels and 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 what you are bringing to us through this this wonderful new book you've got coming up. Well, Spirit Traveler is a really, you know, it's a really cool experience in that I have literally had the ability and the pleasure of time traveling back to various sites around the world and being given the information as to what happened, who built them, why were they built, what were the ceremonies that they did, and, you know, what happened to the people. So it, there's there's eight sites in the book that I visit, Stonehenge, Skellig Michael, Tawanaku, the Gate of the Sun, Hagar Quim, St. Winifred's Well, Chichen Itza, the Temple of Kukula Khan, Khafre Pyramid, and the Rock of Cashel. Why did I pick those? That's, you know, I, I do not spirit travel without my guides. I never go anywhere or do anything in the cosmos without my guides. They, 
you know, it's a, it's a big place, and there's a lot of things out there that can um, be unpleasant to run into. So I know I'm safe, I'm protected when I travel with them. And they literally take me to the site. For example, when I went to Stonehenge, they took me to Stonehenge, and when when we came down to the ground after traveling there, there were no stones. It was just Salisbury Plain back in the day, wow. right after the ice age ended. You know, the ice had receded, and it was the the landscape was different, of course, because it's built up over time. But they showed me what took place and what happened and how the site morphed and changed over the centuries. And they showed me what the ceremonies that were done at Stonehenge, why these particular ceremonies were done. And, you know, it um, it was really wonderful because when I traveled to England, you know, after all of this and visited Stonehenge, um, the driver that we had said, you know, I've been listening to you talk about Stonehenge and your dates of when the stones were placed. I said they were placed around 4000 B.C. and that there was activity and ritual and ceremony going on since around 8000 B.C. there. And he said, what's interesting about your dates and what you're talking about is I was recently on an archaeological dig and near Stonehenge, we found the tooth of an aurochs. An aurochs is between an elephant and an ox. Uh-huh. And he said the date of that tooth completely confirms that Stonehenge was built much earlier than what's been recorded in the history books, 2000 to 3000. And he said based on the tooth and the dated the dating of that tooth he says your your what you are telling us when this happened is exactly right on to what we found uh-huh that's and so that amazing. was yeah that was really great to hear because you know i i know that um once in a while especially with really old history there's things that can come up like this that will confirm my findings um, I I really loved traveling to all of these places, and most of all, I love the story that I would that I was told at each site by by the beings that came to visit me and my guides. I call them the ancient ones. They have different names in different places where I visited. Um, but I think that I think the listeners, you guys, when you order this book, I think you're going to really be um, surprised in that I give a full accounting of the history that we know today, but then I give you my accounting of what really happened historically at that site. And it's, um, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's really intense. Now, when is it releasing? Is it October 8th or, or my, I'm not sure. It's, I know it's in October. I, I know I had seen about when can they, I know they you can know, start pre-ordering. It's yes, in October, there though, is, I think. There is pre-order yeah. right now, but but they have the books because Fintorn's in in oh. England. They they have yeah. the, the books have now arrived in the states. So I'm thinking the Wonderful. people who have pre-ordered might even get their book by the end of September. It they, they're saying to me that it's out the very first week of October. I think third October third. Okay, but okay. It, it may well, have sped up. 
Uh-huh. Well, we won't we won't limit it then, will we? We'll just we'll just um allow it to come through like like a child yes. coming into the world and wonderful Finhorn right. Press who who mm-hmm. um you know, I'm so delighted to have so many wonderful people from Finhorn Press coming to this show and and what a beautiful energy to have that birthing here into the world now at this time. Mm-hmm. Um because we surely um, do need more wisdom from you. I'm just so happy, Sonia, that you are continuing to bring forth some books, and and I I look forward to more from you as well. And I'm excited to see your latest book too. So I I hope to talk oh with gosh, you even I've, more. I've already written the next book, oh, <laughs> and it's I'm it's with my editor, and I've started oh on the next Spirit Traveler book. So I've got two. Oh. Well, I've got so, one that yeah. will come out probably next year, and then the next one, Spirit Traveler, will come out as well. I, I mean, that's what happens to me is when I have to uh-huh. wait for something and be patient, I write. <laughs> and I yeah. wait for a lot of things, so I write a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's I am so excited yeah. to hear that. And you're a way shower to us all in that way. You know, the way that it seems like what I'm observing with some really wonderful authors is once they start allowing, the books to come, almost like mm-hmm. starting a family. Here they come. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that seems to be the way. It's like opening that door, and then they just come. And I'm right. so I'm so happy that that's happening for you because you know mm-hmm. you're in service to us in mm-hmm. sharing these things. So as we head into the end of the show here, I know today we're going to end very close to the. The ending time. I, I want to remind people that your website is soniagrace.com. And I want to give you, well, first of all, as always, I want to thank you from my heart. I am always honored and and just really in a space of joy to have you here. And then also give you the opportunity to share some some thoughts and as we head mm-hmm. towards the end and more about what you're doing and you know, you talked mm-hmm. to Jay about meditation, for example. You're a wonderful meditation teacher, and I want to bring that forward, too, that I know you mm-hmm. offer um, that help to people as well. Mm-hmm. Well, so first of all, just for people who are new perhaps to, to me and to my work, it's Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, Grace, G-R-A-C-E dot com. And I've got a, a meditation retreat that is happening in Joshua Tree, October 6th through the 9th. And the closing date for signing up and getting registered for it is at the end of this month. So hurry, hurry, if you decide you want to come, I'd love to have you there. Um, I'm also teaching next March a meditation retreat in Hawaii on the North Shore of Oahu called The Creation of Love. And that is going to be March 9th through the 12th. And then I teach a meditation retreat called Earth Medicine. And that one's in Scotland at the Newbold House, May 10th through the 14th. So some really exciting events coming up. I was just on George Nury's Beyond Belief, and that should be airing, I think, sometime this next month. But I'll post on my website when that's going to be. And I'm just, I'm so happy to be here and so wish everyone a wonderful renewal of this fall equinox and that you all take the time to go outside and put your hand on the ground and say a little prayer to the earth and release what you need to release into her 
she can hack it, she can take it, and feel her energy coming up through your feet and filling your body up. And just, you know, let things go. Let it go because there's always newness that's coming in. And with this fall equinox, as we shed and release, you know, and gather the harvest, we're going to also let the field go and we're going to let it, you know, go back into the earth and allow your life to do the same thing because out of that some really beautiful things will come. Yes, yes. Oh, well, thank you, dear soul. You just, it's just so, you always leave us with, with so many things to reflect upon. And I do really invite the listeners to explore your books because um, not only the new book coming out, but also the books that you have out already because, um, you know, and to really look into the the ways that you can assist people one-on-one and through workshops. So mm-hmm. so thanks again. Thank you Thank for you. being here. Yeah, thanks All for having right. me, and ha- happy fall equinox. Yes, happy fall equinox to you as well. Okay. Take care. Love you. Mm-hmm. Love you too. Take care. Uh-huh. Um, just as we wrap up tonight, thank you, primetime audience, for being here. I opened that chat really late, and I'll make sure to open it a little earlier when we're here in primetime because I always realize the primetime audience likes to to really fellowship with one another, I guess would would be a word for it from my past, actually, but still true how we are here to to share our energy with one another and we are going to be on the air again tomorrow night um again um september 20th 2016 for those of you listening across time is the next show tomorrow night wednesday night 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern another returning guest who has only been with us once before jason gregory who is quite a spiritual teacher who has traveled the world he is a philosopher and a very deep thinker he has a new book coming out called enlightenment now and it's really about how various world teachings can help us discover the accessibility of this inner peace and enlightenment that we can find within us so we're going to be talking about jason's new book tomorrow night and the front the website frontierbeyondfear.com is your guide to all of the past speakers you know a very easy way to find these guests is to simply go into the archive and type a name type sonia grace with a j s o n j a and you'll find every episode and there have been many um like tomorrow night's guest jason gregory same thing and as you go to frontierbeyondfear.com i want to remind you that this is a listener supported show and i am thankful to you for your energetic support and any other way that you choose to support this show and there are ways to do that on frontierbeyondfear.com so Thank you again for being here. I hope that you find a way to get outside wherever you are, whether you're in a city or whether you're in the country like I am um, on the outskirts of a town. I Get outside and, and feel that energy of the earth as we travel through this equinox period. Feel the love that you feel for this planet and how this planet loves you because it is a mutual relationship. We are 
love, and we can share that with the earth. Take care, everyone, and I will see you next time. Thank you.